Hello, and welcome to the Philosophical Angle Podcast with your host, author Chris Angle. Hi, this is the Philosophical Angle Program, and I'm your host, Chris Angle. I'm the author of four books on philosophy, one of which is The Philosophical Equations of Economics. They're available free for viewing at www.philosophypublishing.com. And along with me is my colleague and co-host, Rick Samuelson, a venture capitalist on the West Coast. Hi, Rick. Hi. All right. So uh, this week, uh, well, the, the purpose of Philosophical Angle is to uh, examine the nature of concepts being used in current media. And um, one of the topics that recently has come to light is the pulling down of monuments, by the, by us, uh, in, in, especially in the South, uh, of the uh, relating to the Confederate Army, like the flag or uh, the, the uh, Confederate Army officers, such as Robert E. Lee. And we're going to discuss that and whether uh, um, what's uh, what's everybody. What's the value of, uh, of pulling down these monuments? So the reasoning is that they, these monuments symbolize slavery, and which is of course bad. Um, and and expanding, but we, if we expand this to historically famous people, um, uh, it that everybody has something that's bad in their history. Uh, for example. Uh, they wanted to. Uh, they're now reviewing whether Christopher Columbus statue in New York City should be pulled down, and we have to. Uh, and and so Christopher Columbus, it's reported to be, uh, he's reported to be have been cruel to uh, Native Indians uh, when he landed. And so, uh, but you can also go to others uh, such as Jefferson and Washington. They were slave owners, and slavery was is obviously bad. And. Uh, and so they want to start to erase these monuments, and there's really no no end about it. Uh, uh, you can go to Lincoln; uh, he did he did bad things. For example, he lifted habeas corpus. Uh, um, there's a lot of things to complain about Lincoln. There's a lot of things to complain about FDR. Uh, he wanted to enter the into the uh, World War II, and he he enticed the Japanese to uh, uh, into the war. Uh, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the McCullough Memorandum, but uh, he wanted to enter the, and help Britain in the uh, European theater against Hitler. So, uh, but and JFK, one of the one of the greatest Democrats of all time, um, he had lots of girlfriends. He was a womanizer. So everybody has a bad point, uh, and the other media pundits they've 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 already pointed this out that there's uh, where do you stop? So what's the point? No one is without sin, and uh, the Bible is, uh, readily points this out in the New Testament. Uh, the book of John, uh, he who is without sin, uh, may, he cast the, uh, may he cast the first stone. Uh, and, uh, in, 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 and I remember in Romans, um, in the Pauline letters, uh, for, all, uh, for all that have uh, sinned, uh, we, have, we have all sinned, and, and Come short of the glory of God. So, so why do the monuments go up in the first place, and uh, why are they coming down now? So, let's start with the reason for them going up in the first place. 
the people for whom the monuments symbolize, such as Jefferson and Robert E. Lee and whatever, they all created goodness. And they created goodness for themselves as well as others. And the more and greater the, the amount of goodness that they created for others, the more the propensity for a monument to go up for yourself. And so if you take a look at all the monuments of everybody who has been memorialized in a statue or, or a painting or, or whatever it is, they've done something that's great. And, and from the great things, people have benefited by it. So the question we're going to ask is, what about the Confederate memorials? Obviously, they, they, people think that they represented slavery. And obviously, again, that's a bad thing. Um, and so the monuments such as Robert E. Lee and, and the Confederate flag... He can ask, uh, where is the goodness here? After all, this, this, the, the Civil War, probably 700,000 American died in that war. But uh, let's take uh, Robert E. Lee. At the start of the war, he, was, uh, he had graduated from West Point and was offered an appointment uh, to be a general in the Union Army. But he refused because he said, as uh, uh, Lee said, uh, he was a Virginian. And this decision can be uh, revered because of his belief in states' rights. He was a defender of states' rights and thought that the federal government was overreaching. And this is a political philosophy that that, we, that continues on to today. It's a, it's a big question of the balance between the federal government and the state government. And from this and other qualities of, of Robert E. Lee and his belief in states' rights, he is revered even today. Uh, he was very revered for, by his soldiers and by his countrymen. And uh, was not prosecuted after the war by Lincoln. And what about the Confederate flag? Why is it revered? Even today. Uh, even today, uh, you can see it flying at, at, uh, in the South, and you can see it at some of the state legislatures or some of the state capitol buildings have brought it down, but up until recently, it was, it was flown. And, and, and why was that? Why did they continue to have fly the, the, the Confederate flag? Because it symbolized states' rights. It symbolizes, it symbolizes even today, uh, resistance to the U.S. federal government. Which is a good philosophical question. Uh, whether states' rights, how strong, and the, the there, is a, there should be a balance between states' rights, between the rights of the states and the rights of the union. Which brings us to, the, to a question of why is it that after all these years, suddenly the left wants to tear down those monuments of the South and, and the, the Confederate flag and, and the monument of Robert E. Lee and, 
and other southern um, icons of of, of whatever of, of the Civil War and and since then. Well, if we look to uh, what we have just expostulated, we have to conclude that first that they want to break down any resistance to the federal government, which is the, their and that's because they have an aim to control the states, and they want to they they want to and secondly they want to fight to control the federal government, so that through the coercive powers of the federal government, they can control the people of the U.S., who they think and opine are are inherently bad, because they have uh, exploited not only slaves in the South from from 150 years ago, uh, but uh, continuously they exploited American blacks and throughout the world. Um, uh, America has um, America's ruling class has has exploited people throughout the world. So they believe this, and that Americans are inherently bad, and so bringing down uh, the monuments is symbolic of their intention to control the people of the U.S. through the powers and uh, of the U.S. government. Rick, what do you what do you think about this? Well, a couple of comments. Uh, first, um, a couple of tidbits concerning Lincoln and, and, and Robert E. Lee. Um, Lincoln was a clever politician, um, and he was involved in obviously a great undertaking. Um, but you have to consider for a moment what he was asking of Robert E. Lee, and also in, in Robert Lee's. Robert E. Lee's um, uh, writings and comments. Um, he was asking Robert E. Lee to head the U.S. Army because Lincoln knew he would be neutralizing one of the South, potentially one of the South's most powerful assets. Robert E. Lee actually graduated number one in his class at West Point. Okay, uh, all the Union generals. Many of the Union generals never achieved, achieved that, uh, and some were classmates. Um, and so what Lincoln was gambling on is that he could convince a man to make war on his family members, which is what he was asking him to do, uh, for the sake of the Union. Now, that is a pretty cynical deal, all right? Potentially kill your cousins, brothers, sisters uh, in an armed confrontation for the sake of the Union. Now, some might make that choice, but there are a lot of people that wouldn't, as a matter of common sense. So, it, the reason I mention that is because it, 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 it kind of crystallizes just how cunning Lincoln was as a politician. He didn't offer the head of the United States Army to just anyone. He had a very particular plan. And as it turned out, Lee was far greater than any of the Union generals he, he faced. Uh, Grant was was also a great general, but if, if Lee had had the same uh, resources behind him, I think there's 
very little doubt as to what the outcome would have been. He, he would crush Grant. Uh, but let's put that aside for a moment. Um, I, you know, the, the liberals are, they're, they're like termites. They, they start with a thin wedge, uh, and the thin wedge is slavery. The thicker part of the wedge is white oppression. So uh, Southern generals are easy marks, right? You know, there, there are a lot of people in the North. My, my family's all union uh, who, you know, don't take a, aren't particularly interested in what happens to Confederate general statues. Um, at, at some level, you know, if the same thing happened to, say, Grant, who, by the way, married into a family owning slaves, well, that might raise a few eyebrows. And apparently there is a movement afoot to take down um, uh, Grant's tomb or to move it or do something with it. Um, so and if it is ever brought to light just how many skeletons there are in the closet with respect to Union families who owned slaves before the war or had a history of slaves, there's a lot of slavery uh, in the North as well. Um, uh, historically, uh, you know, that could create some problems. But uh, returning to the main point, uh, what they're really after, of course, is to undermine the Constitution. The Constitution is such an enormous bulwark against the liberal agenda that from their perspective, of course, they wouldn't say this publicly, it has to be removed or altered so severely that can no longer stop their program or programs. Um, and so the way I view it, frankly, is they have to undermine all the individuals, particularly the white males, associated with defending the Constitution. And it's, it's you know, the associated body of law that, that uh, supports it. Uh, so they're, they're beginning with Confederate statues, and as you rightly point out, they're moving on to Columbus, um, you know, Washington is a target, Jefferson's a target, Madison will be a target uh, before long. It, it, it will continue to expand, um, and ultimately it's about undermining and, and uh, uh, supporting this notion that everything bad in the world is due to some form of white oppression, and most, more particularly white male oppression. And once, once they inculcate that notion and succeed in removing and in, in demeaning the reputations of the hundred thousand, you know, X number of particularly white males that established all of this uh, legal and other infrastructure that um, uh, d defines the American experiment, they can introduce a new regime. That's what this is really about. It's a long-term plan. They won't stop until they make progress. And when there's when there are setbacks, uh, you know, for example, when the Antifa ter uh, terrorists, frankly, are exposed for what they are and they're arrested and put in jail, and you know, they may recede in their attacks, but they'll come back again in a different form uh, because it's very organized and very systematic. Okay, good points. Uh, Rick, thanks for joining us, and um, we'll see everybody next time on The Philosophical Angle. Thank you for joining us on The Philosophical Angle podcast. Be sure to subscribe and join us for the next installment.